Welcome to the Digital Horizons podcast, your gateway to the dynamic world of digital marketing. Join us as we engage with industry trailblazers, delving into innovative ideas and cutting edge strategies to empower you to soar ahead of the ever shifting digital curve. I'm your host, James Walker. Let's get started. Today, I've got Holly Wilson on the show. And today, we're going to be talking everything about TikTok ads and how she's been using it as a platform to generate thousands of leads for service-based businesses. Holly, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So Holly, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are now. So my first taste of TikTok was when I was living in the United States. My family was in Australia and I have about three youngest sisters who were all actively using the platform. So I felt like I had to be on TikTok to stay up to date with them. Then obviously coming back into Australia and we went through COVID, I saw a huge uptake in users, especially like even my friends. I was definitely the only person on TikTok that I knew in my close circle. And then when I started seeing ads come through, I definitely wanted to be at the forefront of that because it is such a powerful platform and I loved the entertainment value that it had. So I've been working in marketing for three years on the agency side of things and I guess TikTok came to fruition for me with my clients as an opportunity to scale, seeing success with them on their current meta ads and then looking for our new audiences to reach was my first sort of taste of TikTok ads. Coming on I guess the video side of things was quite a pain point for my clients. So sort of navigating through that with them has been a journey, but it's also made them really successful. And there's been a lot of businesses that typically, and especially what I've been listening to, haven't been spoken about in terms of what sort of success you can see with TikTok. Perfect. So thanks for joining us today. We do want to start every podcast with a actionable tip or something that people can take away from listening that they can go and implement into their business straight away. Do you have something that you could share with our listeners that is a focus on TikTok? Definitely. I think having the pixel on the website as soon as you can, just so that you can start collecting your customer data is probably a really small thing that you can do straight away and that it's a really simple setup. That would be the first thing I would be doing. And the second thing would be just to download the platform and actually be looking at what sort of content is out there. Because I think from what I've seen, especially with clients, is sort of navigating them through what TikTok looks like and that it's not your typical advertising platform. It is very much an entertainment platform. It's very UGC and it's very raw. You don't need equipment to be successful on TikTok at all. You just have to get your messaging right. That would probably be my biggest tip with just to get your head around what TikTok is actually like, because it is very different to Reels. Perfect. And I, there's something that actually surprised me is that the difference between Facebook and Instagram, I'd, I'd been a little bit older. I just lumped it into Oracle. It's not the social media platform. But from what I understand is they're not even positioning themselves as a social media channel. They are an entertainment platform. And that's mm-hmm. where the focus is. And so I guess when you're talking about the content that's being created, it's for entertainment. It's not for connecting with friends and family. It's more about entertainment. And that's why people are going on there to be entertained. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I find with TikTok, it's probably the first sort of platform that appears to be social media, but it's you're reaching new customers or you're reaching a new audience every time you post. Whereas Instagram used to be very, if you're posting, you're only going to your followers and you want to boost your post to get more followers to get those posts reached. You don't have that same sort of limitation on TikTok. And Instagram's now introduced like Reels, which you have your same sort of reach, but it is definitely an entertainment first platform. It is not going to your following. In fact, I don't 
connect with any of my friends on TikTok. I purely want to be able to get it out there because the information I'm giving or putting out there on the platform is not going to be valuable for my friends. It's going to be valuable for people who are interested in marketing tips. So you're really going to be speaking directly to your user and the TikTok algorithm is amazing at matching that as you putting out content. So it's good. Perfect. So it sounds like there's a lot of opportunity then for brands based on this to get in front of a new audience and to build their brand on TikTok as opposed to traditional social media channels. So in today's podcast, we're going to be really be focusing on the way that you've been using the platform in a way to be able to generate leads for businesses that you probably aren't hearing much of in this space on this platform. So I guess there is quite a lot of information out there about e-commerce and, you know, get a product around the 50 to $100 mark is going to do really well because it's impulse buy. But you've been seeing the results are very achievable for small businesses in, in a wide range of service-based industries. That's going to be a bit of the focus today. So you've been seeing some huge results from industries that you would not typically expect to do well on this platform. Uh, tell us a little bit about the campaigns that you have been running. Yeah, definitely. So I've been running TikTok lead form campaigns for a variety of different clients. And what I think the key takeaways from those campaigns is that the CPA is cheaper, if not very comparable with Meta. But from what we have been measuring overall, the TikTok quality of leads actually trumps that of Meta, which is huge. Another thing with TikTok lead generation, as opposed to say an e-commerce business, is that you don't have to hit as many learning phases. Okay. So what is the most important element for a successful TikTok campaign? So it is definitely your creative. So 70% of your results are driven through your creative on TikTok, so your video. And then it comes down to your targeting as well and just your clear messaging. Okay. And so I've seen like some of our team members on their lunch break just flicking through TikTok stuff. What is it that is actually going to capture attention? Because I, I see it like within a second, like they're flicking through shit constantly. And so what, what's going to get that thumb to stop? It's definitely going to be the hook. But the best sort of thing about TikTok and using ads is that we're targeting people that are watching those videos. So we're saying, say, if, if I use real estate, for example, and I'm, I'm using real estate targeting, those people are probably already watching real estate videos on TikTok. So when we're scrolling, if we have a really a good hook, like three must-dos to secure your first property or something like that, that's going to stop them in their track straight away. And then we need to monitor like the drop-off rate after that. So is it the hook? Is it the body? But definitely that first three seconds really counts with your creative. Okay. And so I guess there's going to be a lot of testing happening then. So how are you setting this up in a way that you're able to test creatives to make sure that you've got a winning ad that you can then scale up? So it really depends on the actual brand that I'm working with, but we typically would trial five hooks with the same sort of body so that we can identify when we're doing our optimizations. Is it the hook that is working? Is it the body that needs to change so that we have really structured sort of data that we can work off? In in lead generation, I find the fatigue is not as bad as an e-commerce. So you typically do see two to three winning ads. Okay. And what are some of the biggest mistakes that you're seeing advertisers make on the platform? I definitely think the first mistake is being too polished on the platform. I think even myself as a OG TikTok user, you can tell when something, someone doesn't quite fit the platform. So I think using really, you know, raw 
footage, like your iPhone, normal natural lighting, like you want your lighting and everything to be really good. But I think people just go too high with their production and it doesn't fit the platform and users on TikTok that are using it all the time can see straight through that and they're going to swipe. They see that it's a brand. Okay. And I imagine that you get, I mean, businesses are probably repurposing campaigns that are running on their other social media platforms and not seeing success with it just because it's, as you said, it's not the right type of content for the platform. So you can't just take shit that you're putting on Facebook or Instagram and then going, all right, cool, I'm going to put this on TikTok and then be like, oh, TikTok doesn't work. It's because they're not creating TikTok first content for the platform because it's not as natural or native within the platform. What users are expecting to see, is that right? Yeah, and it's actually funny that if you have a TikTok focus strategy, you can repurpose that content onto your Instagram and Facebook platforms, but you can't do it the other way around. Okay, that's interesting. What do you think that? That is because (laughs) I think that a lot of TikTok users are now posting onto Instagram and Reels, but Instagram already has like the aesthetic sort of shots on it. And then you have like your more fun content, things like that. Whereas TikTok is more TikTok. You can see when it's native to the platform. I think there's more variety going on in Instagram and Facebook. And I think that they are striving to be more like TikTok. So people are expecting it more on those platforms. Okay. And I'm sure that you want to make sure you got rid of all the TikTok badges and stuff all off your ads before posting, because I imagine Instagram's not loving that. No, yeah. Definitely don't use watermarks cross platforms, neither of them like that. So don't make a reel and have your um, Instagram icon on TikTok and don't do it the other way around. It will definitely not get as much reach. Okay, cool. So we hear a lot of pushback from businesses, even just having conversations about TikTok and people think that this is just a platform for younger people. My audience isn't there. It's just going to be a waste of money. It might be cheaper, but it doesn't matter because I, I don't think my audience is there. What would you say to people that have got that in mind? And that's what, why they're not advertising on the platform. I definitely think if they haven't looked for their audience on TikTok, then they might be presently... <laughs> Pleasantly surprised. Okay. I think a lot of business owners will be pleasantly surprised to see the TikTok users have grown so much and that their audience probably is on TikTok and their audience is hyper engaged in their particular niche. Of course, there are businesses that won't particularly have a large audience on TikTok, but we are seeing even retirement funds, we're seeing real estate, we're seeing so many service based businesses where your typical customer would be. 35 plus being really successful on TikTok. Okay. I mean, we know within our own campaigns for a digital marketing agency, we're getting a ton of leads coming through from it and not from the typical businesses that we would expect to see on there. Like, I mean, we we get a lot of leads from property, property agents and more professional services. I mean, there's a lot of e-commerce stuff coming through as well, but I mean, the, the, the audience definitely has been surprising in terms of what we've been seeing in our results. Yeah, definitely. I think when we first launched the ads, we were very shocked to see the type of leads that were coming through, like we're getting cleaning services and removalists or, you know, like all these service-based businesses. And Mm. I think that took us by surprise, but they have actually worked really well on TikTok. And I think it was such a good learning curve. Yeah. Okay. So I guess one thing that is going to be a bit of a barrier for people that to get onto this platform is like creating content. I know myself, that is something I'm starting to focus on now, but it is a pretty daunting thing to be getting in front of the camera and creating content and putting it out there. What would you say to people about that? And if they're like, fuck, no, I'm not going to do that. Are there other options? Definitely. I think if you can do it, 
it isn't not as hard as you think it is. And I think the more that you do it, the more natural you become on camera. When I first started doing ads, I definitely felt like I wasn't speaking like authentically to myself. But now that I have created so many different campaigns, I feel like I'm so much more natural in front of the camera. But there are so many other options and content creators have really taken off with the growth of TikTok because they are just to make content. They're not influencers that you're utilizing their followers. You're utilizing them to make you content that speaks for your brand. And there's a lot of platforms out there that can support you through that. And there are agencies that can help you make content. So you don't really have to be at the forefront of it. We make all of our content in-house. We don't have, we have rarely have clients that make their own content. So it's definitely achievable. Um, And then we've got the strategy behind it as well. So it's almost beneficial if you're not really like a content guru to put it in the hands of a professional. So typically you wouldn't expect to see a a difference in the performance if it was like the business owner versus a content creator. I think it really depends on the person. Like you do need to have an upbeat tone about you. You do need to be able to present the hook well and make good short form uh, video content. But we are definitely not seeing like a decline in results from that. We would probably coast someone in a way of, hey, let's go with a content creator route or maybe do some more practice. You don't want to just put it out there because they've made it. Um, Mm. But I don't have any specific results of where I've tried something that hasn't worked. Okay. So in terms of budgeting, what kind of budget is going to be required to run? You know, I mean, budgets for each business is going to be very dependent on what they can actually invest into this platform. What would you say the starting point is? And if you're spending anything less than this, it's just going to be a waste of money. I think the biggest difference between Meta and TikTok is the daily budget requirements. So for TikTok, you need to have a minimum of $50 a day for any sort of conversion campaign. So we wouldn't really work with a client that is spending less than $3,000 because we don't have any opportunity to um, do any testing. So you're going to be plotting along with the same audience and it doesn't really give us many insights. You also need to be able to send the algorithm as much data as possible. So in that first one to three months of your campaign, you're really telling TikTok who your user is and giving the algorithm as much information as possible. So if you don't have the budget behind you, you're not testing any audiences and you're only running at $50 a day, it's going to take you a very long time to get anywhere with TikTok. Okay. And when you say 3,000, you're saying 3,000 a month, not 3,000 a day, right? 3,000 a month. Yes. Okay, cool. Because I'd say that'd be pretty prohibitive for many businesses. But I guess what we've found from the campaigns of running for us is the more we spend, it seems to generate a better result. And I think that must come back to what you're saying around the amount of data that is being feeded into the algorithm. It's then able to optimize and produce a better result rather than it sort of waiting and trying to work out what to do next. Definitely. I think it depends really on the business, but I think the end goal with TikTok is to be able to utilize an open audience or their automatic targeting, but you can't really start with that without being willing to I guess, give it a lot of budget with maybe no returns. So if you're using your interest targeting and you've given a lot of signals, you should be able to get to an open audience that's optimized to an age range or a demographic. And the algorithm should be able to deliver those ads to people that are interested in your brand based on the data that you've given it. Okay. And so then you you would then expect to see performance improvements over time. So it's learning and it's going to get better over time. What what sort of time frame? I think you might mention two or three months, but for a business that's just started up deciding, all right, cool, well, maybe I'm going to run a lead gen campaign, how long or how much should they expect to invest before they're likely to see some results coming through? I mean, I've had a lot of success with lead generation, but I don't want to make any promises. I definitely think when we launched our campaign, we 
absolutely popped off and got so many leads over that first weekend at a really cheap CPA. I think we were paying 20 to $50 a lead at that time. More likely with lead gen that it will fatigue quite fast. So you might get you know, seven to 10 leads in those first four days. But there are little things that we do like duplicating the ad set or duplicating the ads within it just to give it an extra boost. You can typically find with lead generation that you would be getting leads through the door straight away. I guess from there, we just need to figure out if the quality is where we need it to be. Yeah. And I guess you you also got to have, as you said, the creative's got to speak to the audience. You probably need a decent hook to actually get them to make an inquiry as well. Like, I mean, just putting an ad up and go, hey, I'm a fucking plumber, contact me. It's probably not going to work on the platform. You need to have something that's going to add some urgency and add something that some kind of incentive for them to contact because, I mean, they know the plumbers are out there. Like there needs to be something that's going to be, all right, cool, I'm going to contact this person right now that you want to include in your, into your copy. I think that if you can be it, it suits your brand. Always go with a little bit of humor on TikTok. I think people really want to like resonate with brands that are having a good time and having fun. So if it was uh, a plumber, maybe you would be having the water leaking everywhere or doing something sort of crazy that really captures people's attention. And then they're going to remember like, oh my God, that's the plumber that the house flooded or like whatever it is. That's definitely the hook. And then having something really interesting about the video. Yeah. All right. So say... As a business now, from listening to this, convinced, all right, cool, I'm going to give this a try. What was the typical process of setting up a campaign like this is being that you're using lead forms. I mean, you don't even need a website, to be honest, like a landing page. It's more about getting people to just fill out an inquiry. But if you could just give us a bit of an idea as to how you'd go about setting up a campaign and what to expect throughout that first period. Okay. I think the first thing that I probably haven't touched on earlier is that we need to give TikTok as many signals as possible. So even though we can start optimizing for our leads straight away, we would probably also want to set up like a small budget on just traffic campaign. That's just going to help the algorithm build up as much data as it can in the beginning. All right, cool. So you've been saying that the structure of these campaigns is using a lead form as the objective for people to fill out this form, which is embedded in the TikTok platform. So if you can tell us a little bit how that works and how these businesses are going to be able to get that information from the platform. Yeah. So once you have built your campaign and you're at the ad level, you'll have the opportunity to create a TikTok instant form. From there, you can choose how many questions that you want your clients to fill out and all of that sort of stuff. And it it is at the ad level. And so when you publish that ad, before you turn it on, I would be ensuring that you have integrated your TikTok account with Zapier so that you can pull your leads through to your CRM or even like a Google Sheet so you can track your leads. So basically, you're going to need a Zapier account if you want to be able to get these leads put into your CRM or somewhere that's probably more useful. I imagine you can just log into your TikTok account, but I guess depending on the volume, that's going to be an annoying situation to have to go in and check them in there. Yeah, you can export it straight from TikTok if you prefer. But honestly, even getting a notification that you have a new lead, like I'm assuming you don't want to be in your account every two minutes checking if a lead has come through. You want to be actioning those through an email notification or a Slack notification or something that tells you, hey, you've got a new lead, contact this person and this is their inquiry. So I would definitely recommend setting up a Zapier account and starting with that. Okay, so I guess people are convinced that, all right, this is a platform they want to start testing. What are some tips that you can provide that are going to help them get the best results out of their campaign? If you are a meta advertiser, don't think you know what you're doing when it comes to TikTok because there are so many little differences with the platform itself. Definitely setting up all of your remarketing audiences 
30, 60, 90, 180 days immediately because they do take a while to populate. So if you jump in and you're like, hey, I want to see how big my remarketing audience is, you're typically not going to be able to see those results in the same day. The next thing is the remarketing audiences. You can't actually even build a remarketing campaign until you have an audience size big enough. So it's not like meta where you can just set it up, let it go, and it will start delivering when it's ready. So you do really need to be checking on that. If you see ad fatigue in your lead generation campaign and it was doing really well and then your leads have stopped, I would highly recommend duplicating that ad set and letting it go again. Not necessarily the ads, just the ad set itself. And then definitely check your TikTok comments. Don't be upset or discouraged if you get negative TikTok comments. Every single ad account I have, no matter what it is, gets negative TikTok comments. You can set up a blocked word list. So if you're getting a lot of hate or swear words, if you set those block lists up, then people can't comment those words anymore. But make sure you are replying and being part of the community on your ads because it will help boost the performance of your ad and definitely answers other questions that people are asking. So if one's like not as as rude or it's a little bit sassy, I would give it a reply. If not, you can hide and I'd probably block any users that are leaving negative comments because they're just going to waste your budget. <laughs> okay. So that's good to know because I think that that was something that had been flagged at the beginning is all the negativity. But I think it, it, oddly enough that it is an entertainment platform, but it's still quite a space where people feel free to just talk shit about every ad. Mm -hmm. And I feel that being that ads aren't probably as, people probably aren't as used to receiving ads on TikTok as they had on Meta, being that it was just ingrained in the platform for so long. TikTok also has, I don't know if they're still doing this, but there was a period where if you sign up, for the first 30 days, you don't even get any ads to try and get people to stick it to the platform. So now that people are seeing these ads, they're like, fuck off and start attacking yeah. the ads regardless of the content. So I guess that's something that people do need to be prepared for. Exactly. And it is usually user 6498, you know, no name, keyboard worries. I actually love TikTok comments. It's my favorite part about the platform when I'm just scrolling organically. If I see a controversial video, I head straight to the comments. So don't be afraid of it. If you're getting a lot of hate, just block that user and they won't be able to see your ads anymore and just move on. But don't take anything they say personally. You should see some of the stuff I have received of the hate <laughs> on my own ads. And you're just like, it's all good. Keep going. Yeah. All right. So, so a lot of people are really familiar with running campaigns and probably had success on the meta platform on Instagram and Facebook, what would you advise or what should be people be aware of when they're thinking about advertising on TikTok? Can they expect the same or what should they know? It would really depend on your product offering, what your end goal was. But I think if you've been quite successful on Meta, there's a good chance that we can run successful ads on TikTok and then those ads will do really well on Meta. There are limitations of TikTok and they are pumping out changes every single day. But one of the biggest limitations is location targeting. So you cannot be anywhere near as granular as you can on TikTok as you can be on Meta. So Meta, you can go 10 kilometers from my storefront. That's all I want to target. Whereas TikTok, you can only do a region. So like Sunshine Coast to Gold Coast, or you could do like Brisbane. You can't be anywhere near as granular. The other limitations compared to Facebook is TikTok has typically quite rigid learning phases. So if you're not hitting those learning phases, you're not hitting the 50 conversions a week. It just takes longer to exit those learning phases as it does on Facebook. But if you're seeing success on Facebook, it would be a really good way to scale with TikTok. But if you're going to start on TikTok, you just need to be really aware that there are quite rigid learning phases to get through. I haven't seen a huge amount of success with remarketing on TikTok. A lot of our clients, we suggest setting up remarketing for them on Meta. 
one of the main reasons for that is you can set a really low budget on Meta at like $2 a day. The minimum budget you can have on TikTok is $20. So you can imagine if your audience is quite small and you're just starting out, $20 is one, it's not going to run for a while. And two, it's going to be way too much budget for the size of the audience. So we so do. So frequency is going to get up Yeah, very the quickly. frequency is going to be quite high. You're going to piss people off with your ads and get a lot of hate yeah. comments. But we don't exclude audiences on TikTok like we do on Meta because it's sort of under one umbrella. And so we don't exclude our remarketing audiences. But what I do is I exclude seven days of two second focus views. So it's someone who's seen my ad for two seconds and they've just swipe past it. And the reason that I do that for seven days is so they don't keep getting bombarded with it because I don't have remarketing audiences excluded. I don't want TikTok to continue to deliver to someone who has barely interacted with my ads. Seven days later, hit them again. And if they interact with it more, then they won't be excluded from the audience unless they purchase. Okay. So that makes sense. So pretty much you, you're quite aware that if they've just swiped right past it, it means your hook didn't speak to them at all. So mm-hmm. why keep delivering to the same person again? And again, you're better to get your budget in front of people that haven't seen the ad and are more likely to engage. Yeah. And I've noticed from being a user myself that if you do interact with an ad, you will keep getting it delivered over and over. And that was my biggest reason behind trying this strategy was that I found like I looked at an ad for two seconds and then I kept getting it. And I was like, I don't want to waste my budget on those people. I want to keep reaching new people who are going to interact with it. Nice. Mm. All right. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the types of ads that you can run on TikTok? On Facebook, we know, and Instagram, we know that there's post ads, there's reels, there's stories, there's all types of different ads. So what are the ads that you can run there? So TikTok has a few sales campaign objectives in beta at the moment, but I think one message that I want to get across and something that I wish I'd spoken about a little bit earlier is the fact that you don't actually have to be on TikTok. You don't even have to have a TikTok profile to advertise on TikTok, which is something that if you're advertising on Meta, you're like, what? What do you mean? It's it's called a dark ad. So you would set up an ads manager and then upload your content straight into ads manager. You write out your business name, you upload your own profile and the ads just run. And the benefit of that is when someone clicks on your ad, they're heading straight to your website. There's no chance of them landing on your profile, having a little look, leaving. Maybe they'll follow you. I guess the downside of those for people who are on TikTok is that you're not going to grow your following. So it really depends on where you're at, but you don't have to be on TikTok to run TikTok ads. And I think TikTok did really well with realizing that was a pain point for a lot of business, especially service businesses that aren't pumping out a lot of content that they can still make money and advertise on TikTok. Okay. And do you, from the experience, have you seen, does TikTok favor companies that are active on the platform though? Like, should you be posting organically as well as running ad campaigns? Or do you feel that potentially it doesn't have any impact in overall performance? I think if you can do it, you definitely should. I don't think that it uh, impacts the campaign performance at all. In fact, I test dark and spark ads on clients that do have profiles and I don't see a huge difference between them. I think, and a lot of other marketers have have felt the same way because I started doing some research on it because spark ads were meant to be the bees knees when it came to TikTok. And I just wasn't finding that. And I found a lot of other marketers were talking about the fact that they felt like dark ads were producing better content. And I think the biggest reason for that is they have nowhere to go but your website and to convert. So they're going to be shopping. Whereas if you're an e-commerce brand or and they're heading to your profile, they might just follow you and forget about you and you know maybe they'll purchase later down the track. But I think that it's a faster pathway for them just to click straight through to the website. Okay. Or lead form if you're on a lead form campaign. Exactly. And lead forms, they'll just go straight to your lead form. All right, Holly, is there anything else I didn't ask you that would be useful for our listeners today? 
I think the biggest takeaway from anyone listening to this podcast is that you just need to give TikTok a go. It's not scary. It's easy to implement. It's got cheaper CPMs. You've got lower competition. And I think if you haven't tested it yet, then you're only going to be left behind. Okay, Holly. So where can people find out more about you and connect and learn more about TikTok ad strategies? So funnily enough, I don't have my own TikTok profile. I do, but it's not really up and running. It may be soon, but the best place to find all my latest tips would actually be on our Walker Hill digital TikTok page. And if you are looking to directly DM us, you can do that on Instagram, on our Walker Hill digital Instagram page, and I can help you with any tips there. But yeah, that is where all the updated content is. Perfect. So thanks, Holly, for joining us today. You've been listening to Digital Horizons podcast and we have a new one coming out every week focusing on what is working now and also what's on the horizon for digital marketing. Thank you.